know your job and you're around all kinds of people <coughs> but at least when you come to church you're around Christian people that love God and love to tell about God Amen Amen Jeremy mentioned uh, about having a good time washing cars. It's the strangest thing. You can just go with a group of church people and do just about anything and have a good time together. And something about that. One day after a while, we're going to go to a place called heaven. And that's going to be every day for you. Yeah. In a fellowship with others uh, who, who Christ has saved and put in their heart. And, uh, I kind of think the marks will be there too, sister, but I, I hope that I know him because I've been with him. You know what I mean? I hope that I know him because I've spent so much time with him. Yeah. It's like coming to an old friend that's been there with you the whole way. Anybody else have testimony? We'll try to do what God gives to do. A couple of scriptures we have. Uh, on our mind, God's going to have to put them together right. If he don't, uh, we'll just let them lay as they lay. Uh, John chapter 14, verse uh, 6. And then in Isaiah chapter 55, you can find those two places. That's where I believe the Lord put us at. John 14 and Isaiah 55. While you're turning there, I might have mentioned sometime earlier in the last month or so, I saw something and it's just kind of played in my mind. Uh, there's a group of people that call themselves the Flat Earthers. The Flat Earthers. Now, that, what that means is exactly what it sounds like. They don't believe the Earth is round. They believe that the Earth is flat. They had a convention in 2017, the first time, a bunch of them, and I'm talking about a bunch of people got together to talk about this theory that the Earth's not really round, that it's flat. Now, now, I supposedly according to them there's bunches of them and they're all amongst us but nobody will say anything because they're afraid of being ridiculed I don't care if you are or you're not okay I do believe the Bible has something to say about that and if you want to we'll sit down and talk about it sometime but that's not what I'm here to try to share with you today what I I am here to share with you today is just I thought it was interesting that many 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 years ago many years ago that people believed it was accepted thought that the world was flat, right? And that there were some who come along and said well, we we don't necessarily agree with that line of thought. Uh, we believe that there are other things and so we've now moved into an, an age where we all pretty sure that the world is round. But now here again comes this same idea back one more time. Something that one of their people said was they said, well, from my experiences, I can't prove otherwise. When I get out and drive my car, I drive it a long ways, and it seems to be pretty flat to me. Uh, and, and so they got models and things built that, that helps explain what they believe. But when questioned about astronauts who went into space and took pictures, they said, that's all fake. I don't believe in what they have to say. I don't believe in what they have to share. I believe that that's not real. And I begin to think about this. Now, let me just tell you, no matter if you're a round earther or a flat earther, there is a truth. Hear me now. There is a truth. It's one or the other, 
It's not both. Are y'all with me? I'm not here to convince you one way or the other. I'm just here to tell you that there is a truth. What I got a hold of, listen to these people talk uh, and listen to what they thought. Uh, this is what I begin to see is just that the world doesn't understand the truth. The world is grasping for answers and they'll supply. Are you with me? They won't look for a real source of the truth, but rather when they don't have one, they'll supply it. They'll create it. They'll make it fit what they want to believe. Yeah. Uh, what I'm telling you today is, is that Jesus tells us in his book in 14th chapter of John that he is the way, the truth, yeah. and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's only one way to get to him. There's only one direction, one answer. And I look at this world and I see these people and I question myself and I say, how can they believe what they believe? And the answer is they do not have the truth. They don't have this, okay? They don't have the answers. They don't have the truth. Uh, and let me just tell you this. Without Jesus, hear me now, Without Jesus, they can't have it. Amen. It ought not to perplex us when they are so far from us. That's right. Why? Because they don't have Jesus. Right. Uh, they can't have the truth without Him. Right. Uh, are y'all with me here? Uh, I'm just telling you that I believe that there's one way to salvation, and it's through Jesus. He says, I am the life. Uh, I am the life. There, there's nobody who can come to the Father but by me. Uh, you can tell me all these other explanations that you might come up with. Uh, you may believe in this uh, totality, totality where everything is the same and somebody will get it right and you'll get it right and then we'll just all make it up there somehow. You can believe what you want to believe, but I believe what the Word says and I believe He's the way. Yeah. Uh, there's only one way to get that eternal life and it's through right. Jesus Christ. Amen. There's only one way. Uh, the, the, the world wants us to think that there are many. Yeah. It wants them. It's teaching it hard. Yeah. It's trying its best. But I can tell you this, if you look at them and see how far they don't line up with you, then you might say, you know what, maybe they don't trust the same one that I trust. Maybe they don't have Jesus, and that's the problem here. Uh -huh. now, now, I'm going to back this up. Uh, if you want eternal life, you've got to have Jesus. If you want eternal life, then you got to have the truth. Hear me now. You can't get eternal life except you get it the right way. There's only one way to get it. So you got to have the truth. Right? I have to know the truth. I have to accept the truth in order that I can have eternal life. Right? Now let's keep backing her up. Uh, but to find the truth, I have to know the way. Are y'all with me? Eternal life's over there, and I believe everybody wanted it if they could get it. A mm -hmm. uh, man has searched and searched for things in this world that he might be fulfilled. He has searched for riches. He has searched for knowledge. He has searched for pleasure. He is trying to find fulfillment. Are you hearing me? What does he want? He wants something that springs up eternal. Mm -hmm. That's why man for years searched for a fountain of youth. Right? They want eternal life. They want it. They desire it. That's why they're doing all the things they're doing. That's why people do drugs. So that they might feel alive. 
this. Yeah. They're wanting a certain feeling. So they're looking to all these things to get this. But they can't get it because they don't have the truth. And they can't get the truth because they don't have the way. That's where you and I come in. The way. That's what we're here for. We're nothing but signs to point the direction. That's what he said. Hey, go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? That others might know the way. Amen? That's why your testimony is such a powerful tool. Because your testimony points the direction back to Jesus, which is the way, so that they might get a hold of the truth and gain eternal life. Are you with me? Amen. There's something that we can do here that we might share with them. There's truth. I, I was thinking, uh, man, I, I don't, you have a conversation with these people and, and they'll just get you all twisted up and you won't convince them of nothing. You ever try to have a conversation with somebody that just believes in absolute falsehood? I listened as this poor lady tried to con, uh, conduct an interview with these flat earthers and she was just trying to make them see sense. She even went down an astronaut who with his own eyes went up into space and saw the earth was round and was saying, listen to what he says. And she couldn't convince him. I just don't believe it. I had seen it with my own eyes. It reminded me. It reminded me as he said those words and I was watching this interview of Thomas. And Thomas said, I won't believe it unless I've seen it. Unless I take my fingers and stick it in that hole and in the ribbon in his side. We've got a world that's looking for answers if somebody just show them the way. So turn with me to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. There is a way. There is a way. I'm, I'm, I may read it all. may not. We'll, we'll see where we get to. Verse 1 says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye by and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. There is something that will feed our eternal souls. And we didn't pay for it. But I want you to see in verse 1 something uh, that got a hold of me. I read this. This is all, all of 55. Now, there ain't nothing in 55 that's going to be new to you. If you've been in a church house very long, uh, preachers preached on multiple verses out of 55. But verse 1, I got on, ho! H-O. You know, you, know what he's, you know what he's saying right there? He says, stop and listen. Stop and listen. Listen, the church needs to be calling the sound and saying, stop and listen. There is a way. There is a way that will get you where you want to go. There is a way that leadeth unto righteousness. Ho, everyone that's thirsty. Every one of you that has a need. Listen, verse 2. Why, wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread in your labor? For that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me. He said, listen to me. I got something for you. You've been trying to get it. You've been desiring it. But it's not been fulfilling you. Listen, you can try uh, to reason with somebody, but until you understand their deepest need and understand uh, what it is that they desire, you cannot fulfill it. Uh, everyone that's out there, I'm telling you, every lost person is looking for Jesus Christ. Yeah. He just don't know it. He is. He could, why? Because that that he seeketh, only the Lord can provide. Emptiness can only be filled by something that springs up everlasting. Well, what do drugs do? They're fleeting. They're fleeting, right? Mm -hmm. What does any other addiction do? It's fleeting. It's an addiction because you've got to keep going back. 
Y'all hear me? You got to keep going back. But the scripture has something to offer. That's one of that. He says, hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me here, and your soul shall live. There it is. The truth connected to the life. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Now, he goes on, verse 6, it says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. And I'm telling you, I told you, this, this book is full of verses that, that Lee Earl and these men before have preached and preached and preached. Come while he may be found. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he, ha he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. I don't know if y'all seen, there's this man. He runs a traffic court up in the New England area somewhere, and he's got all these videos online, and now he's going to have his own television show. And the reason why he's so popular is because he's merciful. He listens to people. They got tickets, speeding tickets. They got parking tickets. They got all these tickets. And then he'll ask them about their situations. And they'll start, they'll start saying, well, I don't, I don't have a job right now, or I don't have this, or I don't have that. And most of, most of us Christians, probably cynical people, think, I bet that's the truth, you know. That's, that's how I act. I don't know about y'all. And he's, he listens to them, and he believes them. And a lot of times he cuts their fines. Sometimes he just says, I'm not going to charge anything. you got more going on in your life than this little speed ticket. And so he's, he's got over 4 billion views worldwide online. Four billion views. That's a lot of people, by by the way. And it's so 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 popular that, that now they're gonna make a television show so that people can watch him do this every day. And the only thing is that the only thing that he has is he's merciful. Do you know if we preach a God and teach a God that doesn't forgive, people won't listen. People are looking for some God who will be merciful. In their situation. If all the world ever hears from the Christian churches is a God that says don't. Instead of a God that forgives. That's why. I, now, now you said we should back off of the things that we hold to believe truth. No. I think you should, you should hold those things are true. But you should spend more of your time saying. Oh hearken unto me. There is one who will feel what you're missing. I think that's an answer. That the world needs to hear. But if all we do is say, this is the do's and the don'ts, this is the God, all we've done is went back and created a law that no man can live up to. What I'm saying is, is the way is not so much about what you think is right or wrong, it's he is the way. Let him sort out the right and the wrong. Preach that there is a Savior who wants to save. Then, listen to me, listen to me, then he will lead them to the truth. Are y'all with me? The truth is, is, is so important. The truth must not be changed or altered by men. But our job first is to say, he's the way. He'll get to the truth. I'm not telling you to change the truth. You can't change the truth. The truth is the truth. But the church's responsibility is to point the way. Let him be the truth, and he will provide the life. Now listen. Listen to verse 10. 
For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now this scripture says this. It says that rain or snow doesn't come down and immediately go back straight up into the skies without first doing something. Now think about that. We know the water cycle. The water it comes down, gathers in the lakes, evaporation takes it back up into the clouds, and it does it again. We know what the water cycle is, but there's something that happens in the process. When that water comes down, it feeds the grass. It feeds the flowers. It feeds those things that need feeding. Now listen, he says, uh, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Do you know it's our job to give the word of God and let him do the rest? Don't alter it. You ain't got to force them. You ain't got to make them. I'm telling you right now, if we try to save people with what we do, we'll never save a soul. I can't talk nobody into it. I can't teach them a specific thing to do and that they might be saved. We must present the word as the rain cometh down and let it do what God would have it to do. Listen, it goes through. He says, For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. He's saying the God's word will be done. It will be done. Look at verse 13. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign, that shall not cut shall not be cut off. Instead of the thorn shall be the fir tree. Instead of the briar shall be the myrtle tree. Now I want you to hear. I'm gonna close with this verse. Instead of trying to cut the briars and thorns down, I don't know if y'all have ever seen this, but it seems like they come right back. Seems like they come right back. I look at the world and I see people and I scratch my head and I say, I just don't understand. I could try to jerk them up by the roots is what I could try to do. I could try to just prove to them how wrong they are. I, I could do a lot of things. But the scripture says, why don't you let some of my water get on? Now hear me. Let some of my rain go and see if it don't have an effect. Now, I don't know about you. I can't go out in my, in my yard or in the woods there by the house and find an old briar, and I can't water it and turn it into something different. That's right. I can't do that. Right. But I tell you what, God took an old thorny thing like me, and he put his water in, and something else happened. It says here uh, that there are two specific types of trees. One, the fir tree, a tall evergreen that can withstand many things. And he said, I'll take that old thorny thing and I'll turn it into something productive. I'll turn it into something new. You see, what God can do is, is when we share his word uh, with people's lives, uh, that that they were before, he can transform into something new 
I can't take somebody uh, that, that, that in their heart are nothing but a crooked thief and tell them uh, today you're a crooked thief, but tomorrow you're not going to be. I can't do that. But you let God get a hold of them, and they'll start out today being a thief, and tomorrow they're a great blessed giver. Uh, they can't help but uh, give into somebody else's life. I can't take an old drunk and take him and say, I'm going to tell you a few good words, and tomorrow uh, you'll be fine. Everything will be good. I can't do that. I, there's not anything in me that will convince him uh, to be different than what he is. But you let God's Holy Spirit uh, begin to pour into his life, and some things will begin to happen. God can change us if we would let him. That's right. Amen. Now, what I really want to get to here is, is, is that as I was reading through and I was looking at uh, the way, the truth, and the life, and I got to begin to think about what God does with these lost sinners and how he transformed my life and made me something new. But something else got a hold of me. Uh, that myrtle tree is a flowering bush. It, it blooms. Uh, we have crepe myrtles here but in that country uh, where this was written. They also have a myrtle tree. They're a little bit different, but they both produce flowers. Uh, they both have a certain look about them. And I got to thinking, uh, there's something beautiful there. I tell you, I don't like to see an old briar plant. I don't like it at all. I, they don't make me feel good. I'm not happy they're there. Most animals don't even want to touch them. You'd have to get no goat or something to get in there if you wanted them to eat it. I mean, nothing wants it. It ain't nothing but to trip you up and to catch on you. But look what God can do with that. Uh, he can turn it into something that's beautiful. Uh, into something that's beautiful. But, but listen to me. Uh, Christian, uh, we probably are still in that process. Now here's where I want to get to, and I'm going to leave you with this. If all you ever do is read the Word of God, hear Brother Mason teach, hear these other brothers share words with you, and it doesn't change what your life looks like. You had not taken in what God gave you. You had not put it to use. If we come in here exactly the same way as we did last week, and then next Sunday we come in exactly the same as we were the week before. Come on, man. Now hear me. You ain't, you ain't becoming what God wants you to be. That's right. Come on, man. You see, he says, he says, my word will no, not go out void. So here's the, here's the problem is, is that you're not really taking the word. Uh, the word is transformative. You get beside Jesus. Listen, I can't imagine what it must have been like for the disciples to sit and break bread and eat with Jesus there. Uh, as we have communion to do a little bit later on today, I, I was thinking about them sitting there with him. And that was that was Jesus. Uh, that was a man who touched people and eyes were open. Uh, that was a man that said, get up, Lazarus. And he come up. They sit there right beside him. I don't know how you can live with him and not be changed by him. Listen, how can you come to church every Sunday and every time the doors are open and hear the Word of God and not be changed? That's right. What must happen is, is what we must take that Word and we store it in a specific place. We've changed our minds, but it's not penetrated the heart. That's right. we, we've said it's good for somebody else and not good for us. Hey, can I tell you, there are many scriptures and many times that messages that the Lord puts on my heart to preach, and I'm preaching to me more than I'm preaching to you. Amen. I can amen that one. That's for me. Yeah. Amen. 
What are you saying? I'm saying if the word doesn't go into my heart and transform my life, something's wrong. We've grown cold. Church, we've got a message to share, but it's a sure hard message to share if it ain't happening in your life. How can I say that Jesus changed his life if he's not changing mine? Ooh. That's good. Oh me. Oh my. How can I? How can I say he is the way and the truth and the life if I'm not really living? Yeah. And the truth's not growing in me. And I'm not pointing others to him. How can I say, oh, church was good. And I grew from it. Listen, you can spout out the words. You can say to the people around you the right things. You can say them. But if it ain't springing up in here, you're not living it, something's wrong. Amen. If there's a disconnect, hear me. If there's a disconnect between your Sunday and your Monday, something's wrong. Amen. Amen. Something's wrong. Preacher, this is not a nice message. It's the best message. Because we got too many Christians sitting on the sidelines. Come on now. Too many Christians standing. We, we, we preached last Sunday that we are in the battle. It's not coming to us. We're in it. Yeah. I want y'all to know I had to go back and look at that again. It, it impacted this boy. We got too many people standing on the sidelines. I look across the, our, our, our neighborhood here. I, I was driving up to church this morning and somebody was passing me and somebody was mowing their grass and somebody was out getting the mail and somebody was, and I passed all these people and as I saw them, I said to myself, where is their soul and where are they headed to? And who, and who will say, there is a way that you can go and find what you've been missing. There is a way that leads to a better life than you're living right now. There is a way that leads unto salvation. And his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Who is saying that? That's right. Well, I can tell you this. The only person that could say that is one who's been touched and changed. Uh, church, the only way we go from where we're at now is to see God transforms us. I heard testimony today. said, I'm thankful for what God's done in here. I am too. Praise God. He's done mighty things. Yeah. But, but that's a little thing in his eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. He took Paul. He took Paul. One man. And spread the gospel all across that part of the world. And to the rest of it. He had stopped using it. Amen. There's a place in here that says uh, that, that the dead would continue to speak. Well, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the saints of God who declared that he was and he is forevermore. That their words didn't stop echoing. There are people, there are ministers of God uh, that we could talk about. Uh, Brother Edwin Dean and some of these people that's going on to be with the Lord whose words are still echoing. Oh, whose words are echoing now? Are you thorny? Are you briary? Or are you being transformed? Does the messages make any difference to you? Hey, listen, I hear a lot of times, and this is this 
This is not a bad thing to hear. But I have heard many times throughout my preaching, throughout my time as a pastor, and all the many times I've stood for God, I've heard people say to me afterwards, I really enjoyed that. That was a good message. I never thought about it that way. These are things that they said to me. And they're not bad things. But what I really like to hear is that that changed me. That transformed me. Listen, I could give you good words. Lord, Lord can open up and I can give you good text. I can give you good scripture. And you can say those are good words. But did it change you? Did it affect your heart? Did it go beyond your ears and your head and penetrate down into your belly? And you begin to feel like there's something wrong here. There's something not right about what's going on. Listen, God didn't give a word that didn't have something to do for you. God didn't give a word that wouldn't change your life. God didn't give a word that wouldn't have no impact. God gives a word that will change us. Did it go down inside and begin to turn over a little bit? And your heart began to say, you know what? I don't match up with this. And something needs to happen in my life. Did it change you? Is God working in your life right now? Hear me what I'm saying. I'm not saying this because I don't love you, because I'm mean, because I think you're not doing a good job. I'm saying that we must be transformed yeah. by the mighty hand of God if we want to be what He'd have us to be. Right. We need to be transformed in the things that we're thinking in our minds, that we're walking in our walk, that we're talking in our talk. We must be transformed. It ain't about what I can do for you, but it's about what He can do for you. If you just let His Word yeah. reign in your heart, and in your life, he'd do something for you. You'd grow into a myrtle tree, four old tall evergreen. You'd be something more than you are now. When's the last time that God's spirit moved in you? When's the last time? Be honest now. When's the last time that that spirit moved in you and you knew that something needed to change? We have altar call, and I'm thankful. We have altar calls, and people come. And I'm thankful that there are people that are obedient, but can I tell you, there's some of us that need to move. There's some of us that's got some things that we've right. just put aside. We separated. Well, I do this, uh, but I go to church on Sunday. But I do this, but that's just who I am, and that's how I was made. But God says, I can take you from what you are, and I can make you something totally new that you've never been. That's what he can do. Yeah. But you got to let him. Right. you got to let him. When's the last time the Spirit moved your way? Yeah. Have you grown cold? Listen, the same Spirit, the same Spirit that will, that will take away those old frozen cold hearts, the lost people who are lost in a day, it'll melt that heart. Yeah. It'll melt that heart. That same Spirit, that same Word, if you don't apply in your life, it'll be the same hot spirit that'll bake you over it'll it will it will, the bible says is that the that it burns that that it separates through a fire that's how it does but you know when you take clay and you put it in an oven and you fire it it becomes hard it becomes hard and i'm, I'm just telling you right now that what you can do is you can keep ignoring the spirit and you can keep ignoring the word of god pouring into your life until you become hard. There you go. That's right. And you hadn't felt anything. Mm -hmm. And you've let everything else go. 
And it's just a motion and it's just a formality. A moment. But what God can do. What God can do. What God can do for you when you put yourself in his hands. He'll pour something on you that I can't pour on you. I can tell you when the Spirit gets poured on me, it's I heard somebody say, I'm, I'll do crazy things. I'm liable to do crazy. I've seen people do crazy things. You know what he does? He transforms you outside of yourself. That's what's happening. He can do that for you today. He wants to do that for you today. When's the last time he moved your way? You tired of feeling nothing? Tired of moved by nothing? And you want to feel him split by one more time. He'll do that for you today. If you'll put yourself in his hands. Y'all come get a verse and song. Stand with us all over the house. God's speaking to you this morning.